Hello and welcome to this episode of the Midnight Narwhals podcast. I am one of your hosts, James. I'm the other one, Andy, and I would like to make a correction already. It is not the Midnight Narwhals podcast. It is the Midnight Narwhal podcast. Did I say, I, did I pluralize? You you put an extra S. I did. Okay. Do you want me to redo that then? Or do you want to keep Oh, that? no. I no. want everyone to everyone hear. To, I mean... I make mistakes all the time. Everyone makes mistakes, Andy. So yeah, um, but you shouldn't on a something that you can just edit out because it takes it all away. So okay, okay. Out, of the <laughs> us, out of the two of us, I think I leave in more of my mistakes than you leave in your mistakes. So uh, correct, you do. Yeah, because I know I think I leave myself. <laughs> I'm about giving the people reality, the real stuff. They don't want this heavily edited perfection thing they want they want what's real they want a real conversation oh okay yeah i don't think that's true yeah i don't think so either (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they want to listen to me mispronounce things four times in a row before finally getting it correct yeah i might have that problem there's a lot of spanish things in this episode so i'll probably butcher some stuff so I, apolog- I apologize in advance. My uh, Spanish speaking is limited to two years in, well, two semesters in, in high school that I barely passed. So well, this will be fun. Yeah, this will be this will be good. First episode recorded in my new house. Oh, sure. congratulations. Yeah, yeah. That is a big deal. And like I've said that like because like, I moved to this new area and I've we recorded an episode in like a temporary house I was in, and then we recorded in a, a, the last few in the rental I was in. But this is like my house, and yeah, there's carpet. You are a homeowner. I'm a homeowner, and I've had to fix my air conditioning with a stick for the last four or five days. So that's been cool. Yeah, it's great being a homeowner. It is fixing it's all the wonderful. problems, paying yes. for all the problems. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, if any of my wealthy friends are listening which i don't think they are but uh, they want to donate to the james house fund you can definitely do that (laughs) if any of your wealthy friends are listening and would like to become my wealthy friends who are my generous wealthy friends i am taking applications basically both of us would love more wealthy friends and would like them to be generous Generous wealthy friends. yes yes generous wealthy friends yeah so if you're wealthy and generous you can be our friend hit me up hit us both up yeah email us well or just me yeah i'm fine with that too yeah okay shellfish guy um i am yeah i have four kids yeah that's true i need it more than you yeah well i've got one on the way so i need i need money as well Uh, yeah but four is more than one okay All right. Well, that's the episode, everybody. Um, well, thanks you, for listening. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> um, all right, no, let's I do- remain Andy, yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. Okay. I hope your ears were blessed. All right. All right. Bye. Or adios, because Spanish. Because Spanish. No, <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive right in, actually. I have my sources listed because you've made me feel guilty in the wow. past for not having my sources. So This is good. My sources today are wikipedia <gasps> i know big shocker the miami new times youtube did you say the miami new times yes that's that's okay the, yeah okay not news because I, I i was first i thought a typo but no it's miami new times youtube just in general bunch of youtube videos about okay. this person and comedy central drunk history nice yeah they had some lovely they have some good stuff they do have some good stuff i would also like to state that we here at the midnight narwhal podcast do not condone the heinous crimes described in this episode so yeah i'm not sure about that because i don't know about them yet all right cool well andy might condone them i do not condone them but yeah let's dive in uh well before we dive in actually uh we both saw black widow that came out pretty recently Uh, yes it was pretty good we like that um it was a nice little Return to theaters for Marvel. Um, the world does not have too many girls. No. And last season, uh, I believe you brought a wonderful story of a cocaine bear, correct? I did bring cocaine bear to the yeah. world. Well, now allow me to share with you the tale of the Black Widow, which is a, a somewhat combination of the cocaine bear story and oh, the only tie-in with Black Widow is the name. Um, 
but yeah so this I was like a russian spy no 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 and uh, it's in spanish yeah so this is the tale of the black widow also known as the godmother of cocaine the I'm first and excited most right successful and most ruthless female drug lord of the 20th century griselda blanco okay yeah. let's do this all right so our story begins in cartagena Colombia. Nailed it. That's the easiest one to pronounce. So hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this episode is about to get real good. Yeah, uh, Griselda Blanco is born uh, into a poor. Well, it's a third world country, but uh, it's a poor family. And okay. at the age of three, her and her mother, because her father left. Does so she her... go go and kill him later? Please, I want um, that. Arc. It's definitely possible with the amount of murders under her belt um but we'll get to that so i support that killing yeah uh so her and her mother whose name was anna black moved to medellin colombia i hope i pronounced that correctly nailed yeah. it and upon arriving there she begins living a life filled with crime her first steps on the path to like a life of crime would be taken not long after her actual first steps. So you're saying that she's like two years old, which is late to begin walking, but you're saying she's like two years old and is like pickpocketing? We'll push it to like four. I'd still say that's four not long. really in, early. Like to, yeah, like to start criming. So <laughs> to start criming. Yeah, yeah. Fun verb. Yeah, she's good at criming. So yeah. Natural but, bent. So is she like a street urchin? Like yeah. running with like a street gang? Yeah, yeah. So actually from a young age, she joined a local street gang. Yes. That would kidnap wealthy children from well-to-do <laughs> families and hold them for <laughs> ransom. So she's like five. It's like come with me or i'll kill you like getting wealthy kids tying them up and like <laughs> sending ransom notes to the parents hey like we've got your son pablo if you don't pay us uh the ransom of you know whatever what, what's the currency in colombia i forget you know however this much money no yeah you you won't see Pablo again, and that's how she made her money, like as a as a kid. In what a, does a yeah. ransom note from a six year old look like? <laughs> I don't know. Like um, it's just like on construction paper with crayons. It was a way interesting way of life, definitely interesting way to start your life. And so she was, yeah, in this street gang, and at age eleven, she would actually commit her first of what would become hundreds of murders when one of these well-to-do parents decided not to pay the ransom for their child and so she shot the hostage and um mm. you should they're... not love money more than you love your child yeah exactly uh it's it's kind of bad parenting however um, i do not negotiate with, terrorists negotiate with terrorists or kidnappers <laughs> so someone comes take my kid and ask for money i'm sorry i'm not yeah. giving you money and actually, you'll probably start paying me to send that kid back. Mm. Wait, didn't you have a conversation with your oldest about how much your youngest was worth the other day? I feel like you and I were talking on the phone about that. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, that was quite a conversation. Yes. Um, we found out that he was worth $17. $17, yeah, which is not and a bad you know, not even six weeks old. Yeah. He cannot be worth much. No. I mean, that. yeah, that's generous for a net worth of a, of a few weeks old. But back to the story. So three years later, so she's 14 now, she would leave home. Uh, she would escape. So, like, she's still living like, with I feel like mom. she's done left home a long time ago. Or she's kicked mom out. No, I mean, she's still living with mom and mom's abusive boyfriend. And so... That's Hola, why that's why she she did leave. She was like, I don't need this abuse from my mom's boyfriend. I'm going to go out on. And this that street. wasn't her first murder. I guess not. Like abusive yeah. boyfriend. That's kind of like murder victim. Number yeah. One uh, deadbeat dad, abusive boyfriend. Like she's got plenty of great choices and she kills this kid, which is pretty lame if you ask me. But it, it's pretty uh, lame. But also like what is mom like? Because Griselda would come home, presumably, for dinner. <laughs> so what have you been doing today, my sweet, wonderful daughter? We took a kid oh, hostage. Oh, no big deal. <laughs> like, I tied up this kid, pulled out a couple of his toenails, really, to make him scream. 
Like we made like a paper airplane ransom note for his parents. We used the pink paper this time because it was cuter. Mm. And then I got a bunch of money. So what That's... have you done, Mom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, quite an upbringing to say the least. Definitely. Probably a weird family dynamic. I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. So she she goes out on her own she starts living you know her own life at the age of 14 and she starts supporting herself by dealing drugs by running a small prostitution ring and by just more criming just more general crime stealing All probably crimes. more kidnapping i would imagine kidnapping's easier when you're 14 than when you're six. Oh yeah yeah because you know, your victims can like when you're six you gotta get someone smaller than you to overpower there's not many other people smaller than a six-year-old, but when you're 14... Especially they're going to be out by themselves. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, this is 1940s, 1950s Columbia, so maybe it's a little different. Um, but if there are gangs of street children, I would not be letting my children walk anywhere alone. I don't care what year it is. I think common sense has to rule the day. True, true. But yeah, that's what she was doing. You know, by by the time most kids are like getting their first job, going to prom, figuring out what they want to do with their life, Griselda has already taken a life and established herself as a force to be reckoned with in the town of Medellin. All right. Yeah. Now, also in her teenage years, Blanco gets married for the first time. Her first husband was named Carlos Trujillo, and together they had three sons. Dixon, okay. Uber, and Osvaldo. Uber? Uber. Spelled like the company Uber. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think the Germans had much of a presence in Colombia. That sounds very non-Colombian. Dixon doesn't sound Colombian either. No. The only one that sounds Colombian is Osvaldo. All of them poorly educated. All of them didn't really make it in life. They lived a crime-filled poor existence unfortunately they were all later uh killed in colombia after they were deported from the united states and it was it was a sad first family for her and, but moving on into the mid 1970s now early to mid 1970s blanco and her second husband alberto bravo okay uh, they, <laughs> that's a great name yeah they illegal you know, yeah. i am alberto bravo yeah well, Bravo is Antonio a last name. Like, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta clap uh, when you hear that last. Give name. it up for Bravo. Yeah, I don't know why she didn't take that last name either. Like, well, Blanco, maybe Blanco like helps sell the cocaine, like because. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it does make sense. My last name's White, so yeah. Yeah. Got some snow for you. Yeah. So they illegally immigrate to the United States with fake passports, uh, and they settled in Queens, New York. Oh, you got that pronunciation. I did. Well done. Yeah, I nailed that one. Yeah, um, I feel good about that one. Yeah. They established quite a sizable cocaine business there, uh, which, I mean, it was New York in what, the 1970s. New York in the 70s? <laughs> um, like, everyone, everyone was enjoying the big C. Like, they loved cocaine there. So it was a pretty big operation. So many people were on cocaine in the city that the NYPD and the DEA started a task force, Operation Banshee, and the head of Operation Banshee was a, na a man named Agent Bob Palumbo. And, That's another uh, good name. Yeah, solid name. This is full of good names. Yeah, solid names. Alberto Bravo, mm -hmm. Bob Palumbo. Yep. I'm Okay, I'm on board. This is... Yeah. Is going. Yeah, Bob Palumbo, um, and he's the head of this DEA uh, uh, this DEA task force, Operation Banshee, which I think is a dope name yeah, that's for a an operation. Great too. operation name. Yeah, and so this is April of 1975. So middle of the decade, coming up on the middle of the year, the DEA is moving in, and Blanco is indicted on federal drug conspiracy charges what along with 30 of her subordinates blanco not alberto alberto straight up leaves griselda and flees to bogota after stealing all of their money oh yeah okay so he dies later yeah got yeah. that check yep also uh, and i don't know why i just now thought of this but she's definitely a witch right 
Possibly. Like, her name's Griselda. Yeah. And I think you have to be a witch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that adds up. Either a witch or a Colombian drug lord. Probably both. Yeah, yeah, probably both. I don't think anything in the rules, like, it's exclusive. Yeah. You're allowed to have hobbies as a drug lord. Sure, sure. Or a witch. Yeah, back to Alberto Bravo leaves Griselda. She is very upset. She I can only imagine. She calls him from New York. She calls him on the phone uh, and is like, hey, what the heck? You were my husband. You took all this money. We're meeting up. And he's like, well, I'm in Colombia, so sorry. And no, we're not. And yeah, and he's like, I've got all the money. So how you getting there? So he's aware of all the crime. Oh yeah, criming. Yeah, okay. I mean he helped with the criming. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Because that would also explain why he's like, yeah, we're definitely not meeting up again. Yeah. Literally ever until. Yeah. See. So, yeah. See. So you know where it's going. Yeah. So later that year, Blanco makes her way down to Bogota, both <laughs> escape. A prison sentence following her indictment and to confront bravo ex-husband and ex-business partner and ex-liver of life yep she finds him at a local nightclub and calls him out living it up yeah you know because he stole all the money mm -hmm. when i say like they had a successful cocaine business millions of dollars were stolen like millions of dollars were stolen like it's obscenely wealthy she went from obs like obscure poverty in colombia to crazy crazy disgustingly wealthy running new york running city. new york city so yeah he stole millions from her she calls him out and so they meet up in the parking lot of this nightclub yeah smart move alberto he has six armed bodyguards oh and she's alone oh man they have it out they exchange some words bravo pulls out an uzi submachine gun oh seeing her ex-husband pull out this weapon she reaches down to get her weapon which is just a little pistol that she keeps in her sock um, okay yeah so i mean she's not like just totally defenseless but also like it's an uzi, uzi submachine gun versus a little pistol and yeah. he's got his, like, underneath his jacket, like, in all the drug movies, like, say hello, like, yeah, so he's ready. <laughs> and all six of his armed guards have, like, Uzi submachine guns. Oh, yeah. And so he goes to pull it out. She reaches for her pistol. He fires off one shot and shoots her in the gut. Ooh. She has her gun out, shoots him in the face. Oh. He dies. I would imagine. Yeah. She picks I up. I want to die from that. Yeah. She picks up his Uzi and kills all six of the armed guards. What were the armed guards doing? Probably just standing there in shock or they're just like stormtroopers and just like a really it's bad. It's so hard to get good help. These it is days. really. Or back then. Back then. Yeah. Everyone was on cocaine. You can't yeah. shoot straight. With only a minor gunshot wound to the stomach. Uh, I don't think that's a minor gunshot wound i mean like i i feel like there's you can't be like i have a wound in my torso and it be considered minor i mean she walked away yeah but it's she still got shot okay in fine. the torso she got shot in the torso but like she she moved on like she continued on like she had crap to do so she got better she <laughs> like you know she got better she, that's fine yeah merely a flesh wound she went to a doctor down there probably paid him in cocaine and and money i'd give him the cocaine afterwards yeah yeah probably but yeah so after only suffering just this one gut shot ruined to the stomach she like racked up her body count pretty high and her reputation by going down there and doing this because i mean the drug world is a man's world especially in the 1970s that's what i've always said yeah as it should be really um mm -hmm. it's no place for a woman they're too dainty Really, really. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Um, <laughs> in today's climate, I can't. I can't accept uh, sexism in any form. Even are, are you kicking if, me off the podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> Please uh, free me. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll have to. 
We'll have to look back at your tweets, Andy, and see if uh, <laughs> if we have to cancel you or not. But mostly but yeah. just making fun of myself. But yeah, so after this, she moves to Miami. Oh, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, that super tracks. Yeah, so it, she moves to Miami, and it was after this encounter where she murdered her ex-husband and his six armed bodyguards that she earned the moniker the Black Widow, because Black Widows kill and eat their 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 mates. So, boom, connection. I get it. Yeah. So Blanco's return to the United States from Colombia more or less coincided with the beginning of a very public and very violent conflict that involved hundreds of murders and killings annually, uh, which were associated with the high crime epidemic that swept the city of Miami in the late 70s and all of the 80s. Okay. Yeah. Law enforcement, uh, they struggled to put an end to the influx of cocaine into Miami, and that led to the creation of CENTAC-26, which is a central tactical unit, and it's a joint operation between the Miami-Dade Police Department and the DEA, a lot like what they had up in, in New York with the NYPD yeah. and the DEA. And who's heading this up? But Bob Palumbo. He's back. He, hey, yeah, Bob. He's like He's like adopted this case he's like i am bringing down this family like i am gonna bring down griselda blanco like i will do this i'm slapping the cuffs on yeah burner yep blanco was involved in basically all of the drug-related violence known as the miami drug war also known as the cocaine cowboy war uh, I like that name. That's a fun name because like first I had to think about it at first. I was like, why? Why did they say cocaine cowboys? But like literally, it's like the Wild West down there. Like there is so much blood and bullets and drugs. Yeah, Miami like, in the seventies, insane. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah, it was wild. Like at this time, cocaine was trafficked more than marijuana. It was so prevalent, and marijuana is everywhere weed is everywhere uh -huh. and to think that there was more cocaine than weed in the 1970s and 80s is astounding yeah to and me. in the 70s there it hadn't even hit its peak yet no no like no. that's the crazy part yeah because like marijuana is a like a, you know it's a gateway drug like they taught you in like the dare program but like cocaine uh -huh. cocaine is you're in it like you you've like, arrived you've arrived yeah you're not at the gateway anymore like you're in the house uh, yeah you've you've run through every room in the house yeah yes it was a it was a wild time it was a lawless and corrupt atmosphere primarily created by blanco's drug operation um and this led to her gangsters being dubbed the cocaine cowboys and their violent way of doing business with other rival drug gangs was the Miami drug war. Big Dang. names. Yeah, big names like Pablo Escobar would not exist. You mean Pablo Escobar? Yeah. Uh would not exist without Griselda Blanco. Pablo Escobar learned everything he knew from Griselda Blanco. Oh wow. Yeah. And they went to war with each other. Like it was like a like a student becoming the master sort of thing and then oh, like I am the master. Yeah. And uh, he straight up was like constantly at war with Griselda. Like they were just sending assassins to kill each other, uh, like messing, Dang. like like stepping on each other's like territory, and it was wild. Like it was so so wild. It was, and I say like assassins. Like it was during this time, Griselda Blanco invented and implemented the motorcycle drive-by shooting. Wait, what? Yeah, before before the 70s in Miami, before Griselda Blanco, the concept of a motorcycle drive-by shooting apparently was, like, not really common. Uh, that seems like something that should be a no-brainer. I know. Like, and I feel like I've seen, like, movies of stuff, which, I mean, I know it's movies, but, like, of, like, Bonnie and Clyde doing, like, drive-by stuff and, like, yeah. like 30s gangsters doing drive-by stuff. Well, but, but I it... guess the difference would be, like, from a car versus a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. The motorcycle drive-by shooting was apparently invented by Griselda Blanco. At least that's what she claims uh, and her, her family claims that she... I love how the entire family is like, 
Oh no no no! Yeah, that's yeah. us. That that was yeah. Grandma Griselda. Mm, that was us. Yep. Granny, as I call her. Yep. Mama G, she uh she invented that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Best snow cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, during <laughs> during the snow cream, that's a good one. Like I looked up like a bunch of slang terms for cocaine. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. Uh, that's a good one though. Well, when you live life on the streets like I do. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in it. You're in Florida, man. Like you're, yep. you're there. Yeah. I mean, um, not Miami, but you know, whatever. I'm sure there's a cocaine trade in. Oh, in, in oh, Tal- there is. In Tallinnasty. Oh, there is. Tallinnasty yeah, definitely has a, has a cocaine trade. We've uh, got lots of trade. Oh, that's unfortunate. Acid, cocaine. See here in the mountains of North Carolina, it's just a lot of meth. Like we've got a lot of meth here. Yeah. I, I mean, I got meth here too. No, nah, this the is meth like meth deals don't happen in the parking lot of my store, so yeah. that's that's the difference. Yeah, this is like mountain meth. Like it's it's uh, it's the potent stuff. It, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So the, like Miami was wild, and I know we've said that before, but like to put it into perspective, like to to put some numbers to it, at the height of the Miami drug war, the murder rate in Miami was triple that of the normal murder rate per capita in the city like any of the years before or after like the height of yeah wow yeah so much murder was happening so you could say the vice was high yes definitely and griselda was like very proudly like yeah that's me like (laughs) i am doing all of the crime i'm criming so hard here in miami i have all the crimes Mm -hmm. they are all me that's a weird thing to brag about Mm -hmm. i mean very it it seems almost kind of you know joker-esque in terms of oh there's like i I just want to watch it all burn like that's what i care about most Mm -hmm. and it's because my dad left me as a young child (laughs) well no i see i don't think it was i I just want to watch problems with men i think that's really where it it boils down to she has problems she has problems with loyalty so like if you betray her you're dead to her but apparently like her children and other relatives and other like friends of the family said like she was a very caring and loving woman if you were loyal to her sure but if you stabbed her in the back you're dead no questions like it's just uh get ready to die um yeah i feel like that's short like i feel like life would be a little bit more simplistic if we all took that view of like yeah, betray me and you die, and I will murder you for it. That's pretty in, intense way to go about living. I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, it is, you know, but, you know, people are a lot less likely to betray you that way. I sure, feel. sure. I think it's a new policy I'm going to implement. So her distribution network of drugs, which spanned throughout the entire United States, not just in Miami, her base was just in Miami. Well, actually, I think I'll ask you: How profitable do you think it was per month? How much money do you oh, think she was bringing oh, in? Oh, oh man! I would like to say, and this is 1970s money. I would like to say she was pulling in 25 mil a month, but I feel that like did. I grossly underestimated. Yeah, more than double that, bro. 80 million dollars. Oh my month. gosh! A month. Now, let's say she was in business for 20 years. So that's a pretty even number. You know, all of the 70s and all of the 80s. Uh-huh. $1 billion, $600 million. And that's just drugs. That's not including, like, other criminal escapades. So if she was around today, she'd be trying to be the, you know, good to space. Oh, yeah. She'd be like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she'd be. In a she, very. Poorly designed rocket ship. She's she's she'd be like the Jeffrey Bezos of the drug world today, if she was. I like yeah. you call them Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, 
So you know him. You've known him since he was a child. Uh -huh. That seems like because everyone else is like Jeff. No, it's Jeffrey. And you're yeah. like, no, no, it's my boy, Jeffrey. Jeffrey he Bezos. He and I, we go way back. Yep. Is that the wealthy friend you were referring to earlier? Yeah, I'm actually trying to get him to sponsor us and for us to be able to record in space. I think that'd Big be Big if cool. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be crazy. But yeah, so she was bringing in 80 million a month, dude. Oh, man. Her violent business style brought government scrutiny to South Florida, leading to the demise of her organization and the freewheeling, high-profile Miami drug scene of that time. So, like, the federal government was, like, livid with how Miami-Dade and the DEA were handling or mishandling this problem. Because it was uh -huh. it was a epidemic. Like, it was out, outrageous, the levels it got to. And so the government was really, like, this has to stop, and this has to stop immediately. So they, like, go hard with, like, they're like, we will fund any sort of project to get this out. So like a ton of money got pushed into the DEA and like the local Miami-Dade Police Department to stop this. And it did eventually, it helped. It definitely helped. Obviously Miami is not this crazy today. So it obviously helped. Yeah. Now Blanco did get married a third time. That's a brave or stupid man. Is it Bob? Oh no. my gosh, what if it's Bob? It's not Bob. Yeah, that would have been that would have been awesome. <laughs> okay, okay, actually. I was <laughs> So I, I didn't quite know where to put this little thing in this episode, but I'm glad that you've said that so now I can say it. Like this is perfect. <laughs> Segway. Bob Palumbo was the head of the DEA Operation Banshee yes. the entire time. And spoiler alert, they do get Griselda. Boo! Sorry. She's so likable. I know. He is quoted on multiple occasions as saying to some of his officers that were working under him that he planned to kiss the Black Widow firmly on the lips upon her arrest. Oh, and apparently he followed through with that plan. Like, like it's just, which I feel like is, is like problematic for some reason. Like I know, like I don't, it's, it is problematic. Like she's like, she's a murderer, but also like you don't have like that's sexual assault technically. So like, I don't know, like it's still bad, but like, like yeah. Is it? Like, did, did he, was it because he was like, you know what, this little lady, man, she really gets me going? Or is it like, you know what, she's called the Black Widow, and I want to be the guy who's able to kiss the Black Widow and walk away from it, like a straight yeah. up power baller move. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Especially since, like, he had been on the case for, like, decades, you know, like, like it, it had been all of the 70s and most of the 80s. So, like, I mean, a lot Dang. of his life was, like... I'm like when you are on the hunt for like the kingpin of an operation like that, like it definitely has to like take. Yeah, it but I don't think you typically end the operation with a smooch. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. And again, the drug world was a man's world. So like Griselda being there, you know, like Griselda being there, like it, it, it probably threw a lot of all kinds of weird tensions. Yeah, uh, it's a normal operating procedure. So like I said, she got married a third time. Not to Bob Palumbo. She got married to a man, and this is the uh, the hardest thing to pronounce, I think. Dario Sepulveda. I don't think I pronounced that quite Dario's a pretty great name, too. Dario's pretty dope, right? And with I him, love that you keep saying dope. Like, that's really working well you know, for yeah, us. Yeah, see, yeah, drugs, you know. I mean, different type of drug, but still. It still works. Yeah. Great name, and it was with Dario that she had uh, her youngest son is named Michael Corleone Blanco. And he, oh my gosh! Like in the Godfather, <laughs> she loved <laughs> the Godfather apparently, and so she wanted to name her son. Well, everyone does. Michael Corleone. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, who, ironically, was played by Al Pacino, who. It like, like there's there's so much say hello uh, yeah yeah so much uh so much connections uh she had her youngest son michael corleone blanco uh with her third husband dario sepulveda sepulveda left her in 1983 again ballsy move like wow uh, left I mean, her i get that 
it would be hard to live with her. Oh, definitely. But also, you got to know the history. You got to know, hey, the yeah, guy. You take that plunge, you ain't moving. No, yeah. And especially, he didn't just leave and he didn't just steal money. He took the kid. And oh remember, she's like, she is loyal to her family. She loves her family. And so, Sepulveda left her in 1983, returned to Colombia, and kidnapped their son, Michael Corleone, when he and Blanco disagreed over who would take Why custody. Why would you go back to Colombia? Yeah, I don't like, know. The better thing would be like, hello, feds. Mm-hmm. Save me. Yeah, like, get into protective custody. I'll tell you everything you need to know. Or, like, go to India. Like, go literally anywhere except for the other place she has connections yeah so like, what an idiot so now this time you know blanco she's she's getting... I'm glad he dies oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't even have to tell you <laughs> yeah. uh this time the blanco she's getting a little older she's getting you know she's less uh she doesn't feel like she has as much to prove you know like she is running the largest... i would think not yeah you know so instead of going down herself calling him out in a nightclub parking lot and shooting him with an Uzi like she did her other husband. She just pays to have Dario assassinated uh, and then uh, her son returned back to her in Miami. Kind That's of, disappointing. I'm yeah. honestly disappointed with her. Yeah. And I try, you know, I try. Like, you got to make that personal. I tried to frame it in, you know, like she's getting old. She's getting tired. She didn't have anything. Yeah, you to tried. Prove, but, I don't, I don't um, support that. The reality of it, though, is, yeah, it's it's kind of lame. Yeah, she lost a fan just now. Mm, like, well, that's that's horrible. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Well, I, mean, I just feel like she needs someone on her side. Like, I feel like if she had had someone on her side early on in life, none of this would have happened. Yeah, you know, like a friend or like a dad who, who loved her. Yeah, um, basically, you yeah. know, that. Yeah. Uh, so in 1984, so a year after the drama with her third husband goes down. Drama. Yeah. In 1984, Blanco's willingness to use violence against her Miami competitors and anyone who else who displeased her, like, she was ruthless. But in all of that, she was putting a larger target on her back. And people were just mm -hmm. constantly trying. Like, if she went out, she was going to get, like, shot at. Like, it was just, uh, it wasn't a, will this happen? It was a, when will this happen? Jeez, the uh, paranoia that would bring. Yeah, that would, like, eyes in the back of my head and on the sides and all around. Like, you said paranoia. That's the right word. Like, I don't know if I could trust anybody. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm three husbands down. Uh, I've got people stealing from me, trying to kill me. My uh, protege, Pablo Escobar, is running his own thing, and he's trying to kill me, but I'm trying to kill him. It does not sound like a fun existence, necessarily. No. And on top of all that, the DEA is finally encroaching. They are finally getting in, getting closer. Well, that's closer. government work for you. Yeah. You know, like more and more money. And Bob Palumbo, like he's got to get that kiss. So, I mean, he's he's working hard. He's motivated. Also, I mean, she's just losing her grasp on her kingdom. She's she's getting high on her own supply of cocaine. Oh, you don't like, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Griselda. Yeah. You never, you never... <sighs> dip into your own supply mm, 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 mm. shame Becoming, on her she's making a lot more risks than normal which i mean risk for her like i mean she's openly yeah. killing people in the street like for her to get riskier than that sounds dangerous so she decides she's gonna settle down she's she escaped okay to irvine california in 1985 irvine's had a bunch of stuff happen there too so yeah. i don't know if that's necessarily escaping like mm -hmm. if you want to escape you go to like montana mm -hmm. or back to columbia i feel like the united states would... that's necessarily well, escaping it's not escaping but i feel like the dea would just be like okay like this columbia's problem like you stay there for the most yeah, part anyway do argentina okay fine argentina like just get out of the country but I don't think you have to go like, yeah. I feel like I should be a person that drug lords run their ideas past. And ideas, man. And just, yeah, I want to be like. The brain yeah, trust of a drug like, organization. That's a, that's a great idea. Like, Pablo, thank you. You know, you've really thought through that, except for this one part here. Mm -hmm. Like, I really feel like there's a problem there. So instead of that, why don't you move to, say, Laos? Mm. It's a shame more people and more jugglers don't come to you before they make 
decisions. I mean, like how this. many times do you have to say my email? Yeah. Midnightnarwalpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Email me, drug lords. Yeah. I will help you please pay tiny large fee. Yeah. In cash only. We don't want the drugs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unmarked bills. Yeah. No larger than twenties. Tens and twenties. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she went to Irvine, Irvine, California uh, in 1985. In February of, of 1985, she was finally arrested by Bob Palumbo. He finally got that kiss. Ugh, he's such a creeper. He like, marched. I really liked him until the kiss thing. And now I'm now I'm like, I wish she had killed him. He, I feel like he deserves it. He went and he he's still alive, dude. Like, like uh, Bob, Bob. <laughs> Look, I appreciate your dedication to this. I really do. But you're messed up, bro. <laughs> like, that's wrong. So, like, he he marched right into the house that she was in with other agents, slapped the cuffs on her, laid a big fat kiss on her. And, Fuck her up, lady. Uh, yep, and, uh, and then arrested her. Uh, so and- was the kiss before or after the Miranda rights? I don't, I don't know. I'd have, it'd have to be before because after the Miranda rights, which when, when were the, yeah, Miranda rights were, they existed at this point. They were like the sixties, I think. Yeah. I think um, so. It'd have to have been before. Cause if you do it after, then it's like, you know, Hey, like she could probably use that in the courts and like, I feel like yeah. no matter when you could use that in the courts, maybe, or maybe he was like other officers look the other way. <laughs> like, so plausible deniability. And then it's the word of a drug drug lord kingpin or a DEA agent. <laughs> I guess. But yeah. Still, it's don't weird, like it. Don't, it's, a, yeah, don't, it's a weird detail. I don't. That, like that. I almost didn't I almost didn't even mention it. Like, cause again, I had nowhere to put it. But I mean, I'm, I'm glad you it, did. Yeah. I want creepy men to get called out for creepy men yeah. literally one hundred percent of the time because Definitely. hi creepy men, stop it. Don't be you. Yep. So after they arrested her, uh, they held her on full. Ba- uh, they held her with full bail. They sent her to prison. She did try to escape unsuccessfully. Blanco was sentenced to more than a decade in jail. Now she was. <laughs> That's it, though, right? <laughs> a little bit more than a decade, and she wasn't even brought up on murder charges. She was brought on on uh, like all these drug charges, right? Okay. Um, they couldn't get enough evidence to pin any of the 240 plus murders that she had ties to well yeah because she killed everyone who was a witness yeah now while in prison she did continue to effectively run her cocaine business uh with the help of her son michael corleone blanco way to go michael yeah stepping up for mommy yep now one of blanco's like lieutenants in her organization went to the state attorney's office of my of florida and um said hey i've got evidence that will that you that you can use to pin some murder charges on her oh what a snitch now i mean at this point she's in prison so maybe he felt like you know he could yeah. Maybe safe. Yeah. And he can take over the drug. I see what he's making his power play. So get he, her out of the way. I, he's I like, hey, it. in exchange for immunity, I'll testify to this, this, and this, and I'll bring this, this, this much evidence here and this evidence there. And it like it went to trial. Now the case collapsed due to some technicalities relating to some scandals between this lieutenant and uh, some other secretaries in the district attorney's office unfortunately i thought you were going to say his untimely death no actually that no one could have predicted no uh there's there's not much else mentioned in any any of the articles i read or videos i watched about this so you're saying he he probably he probably is dead now despite that they were able to pin the murders on her and and brack her up on more charges but it was like a weird thing where she had served a, a certain amount of time already. And so she's like, I'll confess to these three murders in exchange for somehow less jail time. Okay. Yeah. She also like suffered a heart attack in, in 2002. Oh, she's yeah. Because we need to feel like, bad for her. Yeah. You know, feel bad for Blanco. So oh. In 2004, Blanco was released from prison and 
deported back to Medellin. Like she's like, yeah, yeah, Sent yeah, back. you witch, get away. Yeah. And her, the last public sighting of Blanco was in May 2007 at the Bogota, Colombia airport. And mm-hmm. she supposedly lived out the rest of her days uh, living a quiet life and her son, uh, Michael Corleone, even claims that she became a born again Christian. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I won't. I won't leave it on that. Like that's not how it ends, because of course it. It most stories like this end in a blaze of 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 fire and bullets. Yes. Um, bullets. Now, mountains of cocaine. Yeah. So, no words on the mountains of cocaine. Nosebleeds. But bullets definitely. Now at this point. Blanco is 69 years old. She's an old lady. Okay. Living a quiet life in Medellin, Colombia. On the That's night, nice for her. Yeah. You know, good for her. She got to retire. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm uh, very happy. On the night of September 3rd, 2012, Griselda Blanco died after being shot twice. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> once in the head, once in the shoulder, in a, by a motorcycle drive-by. <laughs> That's poetic. Yes. Um, she was shot uh, at the corner of a butcher shop um, on 29th Street. If you happen to live in Medellin, you know this. Pl- you know the spot. They built a statue. Yeah. I don't know. But hometown uh, hero. He did have Zelda Blanco. All she had on her was one hundred and fifty dollars worth of meat that she had just bought at the butcher shop. And hopefully um, clothes. Oh, yeah, definitely. The gunman was apparently like a middle-aged sort of man. So maybe he had some history with her and he's like, there she is. There's the old lady. And she never uh, would kiss me. Yeah, man. But yeah, just uh, shot her, shot her real dead. And uh, that's how she Could died. Gonna shoot someone. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So she, she was uh, she was 69. And that's the end of her story. Wow. Um. Now, some little uh, little more tidbits, interesting tidbits like uh, the Palumbo uh, kissing tidbit that I wasn't quite certain where to, like, throw in. So, like I said, she was making money uh, off, off all these drugs, but she had to get uh-huh. the drugs into the United States, right? And that's obviously— She used bear carcasses. She didn't use bear carcasses. She created a clothing line— of women's intimates known as Victoria's Secret and this is her secret these these bras bralettes and panties would have secret compartments sewn inside them where she would stash the drugs wow and so and and like it was under the guy like it was a I mean it was laundering but it was a legitimate business Uh and it made money like it it was apparently a pretty popular business or pretty popular brand especially in miami <laughs> so like well yeah hey, if you're buy these come with a free prize yeah if you're wearing a bra in, in in miami circa 1970 something it was probably one of hers and it probably wow. at some point had cocaine stashed inside of it thought that was pretty unique as well yeah but yeah over 240 uh connected killings her son michael corleone who's the the like her last like living child every other child died as a result of their like criminal lifestyle uh, okay michael who did help run uh the the drug empire during the 80s and 90s yeah. when when his mom was in prison has apparently gone legit has his own clothing company called chancho blanco um, okay check for secret compartments yeah and does interviews talking about like what it was like to be like the black widow's son and like things like you know how what is it how can i live up to the legacy of my my mom you know weird things like that (laughs) i feel like he's still on the take oh absolutely like there's no way like he ain't gone straight no like his mom had a drug empire that was worth over like 1.5 billion dollars you don't just like go straight and walk away from that like yeah no there's i refuse to believe that like he ran the business for a while like yeah he's not racking it in like he used to unless he's diversified into meth yeah into meth into marijuana into more clothing options instead of just bras and panties Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah 
But yeah, that's uh, that's Griselda Blanco, the Black Widow. Wow. The first and most successful female drug lord of the 20th century. Wow. Yep. Uh, so I feel like it should be drug lady. Drug lady. Because lords oh, and yeah. ladies. Yeah. Apparently, um, J-Lo is planning on playing uh, playing her in a film uh, in the next few years. Okay. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I probably won't. Yeah. This is a unique lady. Yeah. Here is Like, her... how many motorcycle drive-bys did she personally do, I wonder? Here's her mugshot. Look at the jowls on her. She's <laughs> like a bulldog. <laughs> oh, man. And that's, yeah, this is the one that, like, when she was arrested and, like, sent oh, away. But, like, there's there's all these other pictures where she just looks like kind of like a sweet Latina lady, like, just doing life. You know, yeah. you wouldn't suspect her of being like a a ruthless kingpin drug lord thing. Here's her when she was young, like beautiful lady, just like, which I know it's Yeah, blurry, I wouldn't think that that like, was the face that would uh, be stealing kids. Yeah. So um, there's that. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. I thought it was crazy. I thought it was cool. She's you insane. Know. She's insane. But, you know, it's it's 2021, man. Women can be kingpin drug lords too and it's it's sexist to think otherwise hey you go ladies yeah you go you girls. sell all the cocaines you burn down the cities you can do it yeah crime it up do all the crime get your criming in yeah yeah crime me a river <laughs> well on that note uh listeners thank you so much <laughs> for um clicking on our podcast and um this will be the last podcast we ever do um worth it yeah we can't continue on with that so So, thank you so much for your continued support and this is goodbye forever email us at the midnight normal podcast at gmail.com don't email us we don't want to hear from you I can't take your disappointment. Oh, man. Oh, man. Also, it's not the Midnight Narwhal Pod. It's just Midnight Narwhal Pod at gmail.com. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been almost a year and you still don't know our email. When we've we've only gotten one email in the last year, like. Yeah, because you like, but if we could find the Midnight Narwhals (laughs) Pod at gmail.com, it's probably got like 18 sitting in there. Okay, okay. Go to <laughs> midnight narwhal pod at gmail.com. Like and tell us what else you think women can do. Yeah. Or you know don't encourage don't, us. Because that'll or give us money if you're Make a generous, wealthy person. That's what the answers yeah. are gonna be. Uh, yeah. Bunch we of don't sexes. support that. We've no. thought upon that. Don't do upon that. that. Definitely. Definitely. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for enjoying this story. Hope it blessed your ears. Um, if you're if you're one of our lady listeners, I hope you felt empowered. Um, that's what we were going for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sort of uh, the story is about heroism, yeah. breaking yeah. through that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Who needs Wonder Woman? This and is Wonder Woman. This is one. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely Wonder Woman. But yeah, this has been. The uh, most recent episode of the Midnight Narwhal podcast, and it was on Griselda Blanco, the uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Bless your ears. Thanks for listening. Uh, I have been James. I remain Andy. We'll talk at you later. Adios. Bye.